One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Kylie Camps, and welcome to the podcast. This space is dedicated entirely to making a difference in the lives of women. I believe we all have a right and a responsibility to truly live our best lives. It all begins with curiosity, changing our thinking and cultivating more self-love. Through thoughtful conversations and shared experiences, I really hope that you can take something away from this podcast. I'm a business owner, a speaker, a sleep consultant and mum of twin boys. I've also recently completed some training in the cognitive behavioral therapy space and I'm super, super passionate about the ability that we all have to really improve our days. And ultimately, when we take ownership of improving our days, we're really improving our whole life. So let's get stuck into today's episode. Welcome to today's podcast. This episode, I think, could be one of my favorites, and that is purely because I have a handful of my absolute favorite guests sharing with you their thoughts, feelings, practices, reasons, just anything to do with the topic of fun. And these are all women that I have invited to speak on this topic because I admire their outlook. And I'll share a little bit more about my own personal experience with fun and my own, I guess, journey with fun and where I'm at currently in just a moment. And I'll also tell you a little bit about each of these wonderful women. Before I do that, I wanted to take a minute to thank today's sponsor of this episode. This podcast episode is brought to you by Pony Cosmetics. Pony with an I. I first started using Pony Cosmetics years and years and years ago, and I began using their White Night Mascara, which I feel like it's a bit of a gateway drug into all of their cosmetics because once you use the White Night Mascara, you kind of just get a little more curious about the rest of the products because it's such a high quality product. The thing that I like about the White Night Mascara is that it stays put so you can wear it all day and know that it is not going to smudge when you're working out, even if you have a little bit of a teary, when it's a hot day, anything like that, it stays put, but it's also not difficult to remove. So they are two things that I look for when it comes to a mascara. And of course, the non-negotiable of actually doing its job of darkening your lashes and making them look more dramatic. I am often asked if I have lash extensions or where I get my lash extensions done and I do not have eyelash extensions. I am wearing the White Night Mascara. It gives you that look of really opening your eyelashes up, making them more dramatic, but they're not clumpy or stuck together. So I love the White Night Mascara by Pony and I have a code to share with you, which will get you 10% off site wide. That is Kylie10. Whilst you are on the Pony website, which you can find in the show notes or just by Googling Pony Cosmetics with an I, 
check out their range of compacts as well. Their unicorn, bronzer, highlighter, and blusher are all beautiful and they're super universal. You can use them as eyeshadows as well as on your cheeks. And I love mine. I love those three compacts. So that code again is Kylie10. It is only valid for 48 hours from now. (laughs) So jump over, take advantage of it, check out their mascara and their other range of products and enjoy. Now let's chat about the topic of fun. I'm not sure how long ago it was, maybe a year or so ago. It was definitely before COVID, pre-COVID. I had sent a text message to everyone in my phone that I felt it was appropriate to ask. And this included a variety of mums, not mums, people who are staying at home, people who are studying, people who work for themselves or have an employee. It was a real cross-section and I also sent it to the men in my phone as well. Now, granted, I don't have that many men in my phone, but the ones that were in there, I sent this text message to as well. And it was pretty simple. I was just saying to them, hey, what is your relationship like with fun what do you do for fun and how often do you get to do it? And if you can't think of anything, feel free to say pass. Now, I don't have the exact statistics, but my anecdotal feeling is that maybe 50%-ish of women came back saying, I don't have an answer to this. And then the other 50% of women maybe came back saying things like fun is... Um, either things like getting a haircut or fun is a long bath, fun is going to the gym, fun is taking my kids to a play center, these sorts of things, right? So 50%-ish said to me, no idea how to answer this. Then the other 50% listed off things that I would consider to just be normal parts of life, really. And there's absolutely truth in the fact that when you have a young family or a really busy schedule, those little niceties like the long bath or getting to the gym do provide enjoyment. But I was just questioning, are these things actually fun for you? Like, are you really having a good time? Are you laughing? Are you in the moment? Are they lighting you up? And the other thing that was really, really loud that stood out a lot for me is that the men in my phone, they responded quickly and they responded clearly with what fun is to them. They listed activities without hesitation. Not one single male replied saying, oh, I don't know how to answer this. It was things like, yeah, for sure, I know what fun is. Fun for me is rock climbing or fun is sex. Fun is a night out with the boys. Fun is fishing. Like they listed actual actions and habits and things that they're doing. And the frequency that they are doing them seemed far more regular than the frequency that women were doing it. You know, even one of my friends wrote back saying, oh, fun for me is an overseas holiday and I get to do that maybe every two years. And so it made me think about, and I'd already been thinking about it, obviously, because why else would I send this random message to people in my phone? But it really drilled home the idea for me that as women, we really take fun off the table the older we get. We're fun. We have fun when we're kids, when we're moving through our teens, we're still having fun. 
early 20s, I think still having fun, a lot of us, depending on your life situation. But then it's like we get to a point and maybe not everyone, this is definitely a generalization and I'm just speaking from my own experience and what I have observed, but it's like we get to this point in life when it's like, okay, we're a grown up now and we have all of these responsibilities and fun just does not cut the mustard any longer. We don't have room for fun. And then we confuse enjoyment or feeling satisfied with fun. We lose touch with it and we become uptight and we just forget. We just forget to enjoy our life. And it's such a such a shame when this happens. And I can so relate to this. I have shared before that I think I can be inclined to be a much more uptight person. I like safety. Like I feel safe when I have a certain degree of certainty and a certain degree of control. And I think that that has led me to disregard fun and not prioritize it. And going through a divorce, I think you begin to realize some conditioning and you begin to realize that there are certain situations and settings and company that you might keep that enforces the idea of being uptight rather than encouraging the idea of being fun. And that is certainly not to point the finger in any direction because we are responsible for how we show up in life. But I do also recognize that where we're spending time, the things that we're listening to, the people that we're hanging out with, they all impact us in many, many ways. And so when you're spending time with people who are really light and really fun, it like gives you permission to tap more into that side of yourself. And being a single person going through that experience, even though it's totally different in my opinion, being single as a mum and in your thirties versus being single in your late teens or your early twenties. And it's probably different again when you're in your forties, fifties, sixties beyond. But I guess, what am I trying to say here? It's you have this opportunity to kind of look at your conditioning. And for me, spending more time with friends that have that really feminine energy it brought more fun to the surface. And I was like, holy shit, like I've been missing this. I've been missing fun and lightness. And for women, I think that there is some sort of magic in the mix when you spend time with females that you get on with really, really well, and you can soak up that feminine energy and you can be silly and you can be light rather than being in that more masculine do, do, do mode. Now, In saying that, I also notice that when I'm around a very masculine energy, that brings out a different fun side to me because there's something about the true masculine essence that is searching for freedom and searching for variety and spontaneity. And that I think can be really encouraging as well to us as nurturers to sort of step outside of ourselves. I don't know if I'm making sense, guys, but I'm just going to push on to kind of step outside of ourselves and remember that life is happening in the moment. Like when you spend time with people who are really in the moment, you can realize how much you have been in your head. So that's kind of where I've been at with fun. 
And then I've sprinkled in little conversations. You know, you might be going, oh, yes, I remember you talking about this in other podcasts when I have the opportunity, sprinkling in thoughts and questions surrounding fun for women and what it means to them. And I've found myself really leaning in to their advice and their guidance. And it's something that I keep circling back to. I don't feel like I have mastered having fun in my life every day, but I'm definitely on the path and I'm definitely aware that this is something I want more of. And so for me, fun is trying something new. It's also being silly. Like perfect example, today, mid-workout with my girlfriend, we were just both messing around. We had like the music super loud. We were flossing. We were just being silly and light. And it feels so good just to kind of shirk the responsibility of being the one that's in control and uptight and focused. And it just feels feels good. So trying something new, being silly, being light, music is a massive one. You know, when I first started living on my own, I realized how much I missed music and it just makes such a difference. And you'll hear Libby speak about music as well. I think that having a playlist that really lifts your mood and makes you want to be silly and light and blasting that can be so much more beneficial than you are even aware of. And I know even when the kids jump in the pool, I'll often turn up their playlists and they just have so much more fun. It just brings a vibe to any situation. So music can be a great unlock. Movement, moving your body in a way that you're not currently and allowing yourself to feel silly. So many people won't even dance when they're on their own. And it's like they have this conditioning about like, no, no, I don't move my body like that. I'm not free in that way. That's silly. I don't have time for it. And it's just a story. You've got five minutes to move your body and be silly. And the more you flex that muscle, the more um, inclined you will be to do it again. I really, really want to get into an adult dance class after listening to Libby talk and Michelle talk. It's something that Last year before COVID, I messaged a group of girlfriends and I said, hey, I really, really want to get a group of us together, but it fizzled out because it's so hard with like six women who have moving schedules. You know, some some of us have kids and, you know, custody arrangements that aren't all the same. And then others have partners that, you know, their hours at work aren't always consistent and school activities. And it was just like one of those things that we were like, oh, we can't really lock in a time here. You can't please everyone. And it fell by the wayside and then COVID happened. And I thought to myself, oh, I should just do like an online dance class, but I haven't. And I think when I think about, I'm jumping all over the place here, but when I think about connecting with my childhood and what I loved, I too, like Michelle, you'll hear, I loved dancing. Like, And going to dance class was so fun for me. And it's the atmosphere, it's that female energy, it's the music, it's the movement, it's the community. So I didn't want to, I haven't done an online class because I've, I've realized that's not actually what I'm looking for. It's not the exercise component, it's the fun. So I am committing to finding somewhere that I can go and I'm going to show up even if it's on my own. I'm putting it here now. I'm saying it out loud. I'm committing. I'm going to go and try an adult dance class and just experience it and see what it's like. 
And so that is another one. Movement, I think, is a big one for connecting to fun and also seeking out lightness in everyday exchanges. Like an example of this is at the gym the other day. My friend and I were training and this elderly gentleman came in and to be completely honest with you, he was kind of, you know, interrupting the cycle that we had. We had a circuit happening, timed circuits, and it was in an area where there weren't many machines and he was jumping in and doing his thing. But he was such a big character. He was like, woo, and like cheering us on and egging us on and kind of nagging us a little bit, but in a fun, lighthearted way. And I just recognized like, you know, Kylie two years ago, I would have been like, oh, for fuck's sake, this guy's like messing up my flow. But in that instance, in that day, I was like, this is fun. Like, this is freaking hilarious. This older gentleman who just is such a big personality, he's in here, he's doing this with us. And it was light and I could really lean into it and appreciate it for what it was. And then like a half hour later, when I saw him in the thermal recovery zone, he's in leopard print DTs and he walks through the gym in his DTs. And it's like, this is amazing. This is fun. Like, look at this character. And I don't know if that makes sense, but I'm smiling, noticing it. And I think that when you take your judgment away, you have so much more opportunity to notice the fun in things. And so I wanted to just share that little anecdote and you'll draw so much inspiration from hearing these women speak. I'm sure they each, um, offer a different, a slightly different approach, I think. So I'm hoping that each one of their stories and their relationships with fun will land with someone that needs to hear it today. And I just want to remind you and encourage you to notice fun and to not confuse satisfaction and moments of reprieve as fun because there's so much more than that. Like those moments, sure, enjoy them, soak them up, notice them, embrace them, but don't confuse them with fun. And I just wanted to leave you with a couple of suggestions to try. So you might even want to note these down and there they could be way off for you, but it might just start the cogs turning. So some ways to try on fun as an adult. Music, as I mentioned, movement, trying a different type of movement, enjoying the lightness that light ha- that life, excuse me, has to offer, being spontaneous and fluid and flexible, do something you have never done before. Even if it as li- is as little as skipping along the path that you would normally walk. As an adult, there is something so funny about just skipping And I do this, like when I go on a long walk, I'll tell myself, okay, I'm going to skip like a little little kid, skip from this tree to that pole, regardless of anyone, of whether or not anyone's around for fear of anyone seeing me and looking like a dickhead. I'll just do it and I'll skip as high and as hard as I can. And it's that sort of movement that you can't help but laugh at. And laughing at ourselves is so good for the soul. So even if you know, your sense of humor aligns with stand-up comedy, more of that, you know, put that on instead of a dramatic show or a podcast that's heavy. Add some lightness to your life. What do you enjoy 
doing and do more of that. You're going to hear so many wonderful suggestions, other things that are on my list to get into, to try. I really want to go horse riding because I've not been in a real, not, not as an adult have I been horse riding and I feel like that could be fun. Um, roller skating. As a kid, I did roller skating lessons. I did competitions. It was quite good. <laughs> I have a couple of gold medals from my, my days um, of doing like little dance routines on roller skates. I definitely just encourage you and the women will also that you'll hear from today will encourage you to connect with your inner child. What could you, what can you think about that you enjoyed as a child? And could you try that now as an adult, as a bit of a, a bit of a carrot, a bit of a thing to begin with? So without further preamble from me, I am going to hand it over to these women. You will hear from Dr. Libby Quinn, aka the women's psychologist. You will hear from Lauren White. You will hear from Michelle Broadbent. And you will also hear from Tabitha Fennell. Definitely, if you enjoy this episode, please, please, please post it to your Instagram stories and tag me. And you know what? Even go further and tell me what you're going to do for fun and what you took from this episode. And don't forget to tag the women as well who are sharing their stories. I will put all of their details in the show notes. I hope that you love this episode. I hope you take something from it. And for fuck's sake, let's have some fun. Hello, I'm Dr. Libby Quinn, also known as the Women's Psychologist. I'm so excited to share a little snippet with you about this wonderful topic of fun um, and answering some of the questions that Kylie has put together on this. This is so incredibly meaningful for me at the moment because um, I'm personally on a mission for this year to find more fun. So for those of you who don't know me, I'm, as I just said, the women's psychologist on Instagram. I'm a clinical psychologist. I've been practicing for about 10 years now. And I think it was about two years ago now, I founded the Women's Psychology Clinic in Northern New South Wales. I've currently taken a six month sabbatical from one-on-one -on -one client work um, to actually invest more time into myself, particularly around this area of finding more fun. Um, and to work on some more creative projects as well. I am incredibly passionate about supporting women to live their best lives. So coming back to this wonderful topic of fun, um, Kylie asked the question of how do I choose fun? So I have spent, when I think about it, a really big chunk of my life without fun. Um, and I feel that I'm not alone on this. I think that this is something that probably a lot of women and in particular mothers that the, um, the responsibility of motherhood can really suck the fun out of life for us while we might be trying to create fun for our children um, and also kind of be, in quotation marks, the best mothers or the best partner or the best, you know, work employee, um, whatever that might be, we, we really lose touch with fun. So for me, I... Yeah, upon reflection, realize I actually haven't had fun consistently in my life um, for probably years. And it wasn't until I got burnt out last year with work, um, I had this big realization. I was like, right, for next year, um, my two main intentions are to find fun and to feel good. And I want to feel good every day and I want to have fun 
every day. That's it. That's all I'm searching for, for this year. So for me, what I realized is how do I choose fun? That's Kylie's first question is question here. And I realized that I used to think that I was having fun when I was actually just getting a dopamine kick for doing something productive, like exercise or a work task. So it made me feel good. Um, but it was more the fact that I was achieving something rather than actually having fun. So I realized in order for me to really be in touch with the essence of fun, I had to become untethered from achievement and productivity. And for someone who's been a perfectionist, who's been quite achievement focused, that has been a process of, um, yeah, untethering, I suppose, from from achievement and productivity. Um, and the biggest thing that's opened me up to fun, I suppose, and how I choose fun now is this only happened, I would say it was about four weeks ago. So this is all pretty fresh for me. Um, I was home alone. I randomly put on a playlist of kind of throwback hip hop R&B music. And it completely took me back to when I was 19, a time when I was just completely immersed in fun. I was spontaneous. I was not following following rules or being responsible. Um, and it really yeah, woke that part of me up again that had been dormant for some time. And what this made me realize is I, I, I soon found that I was continually listening to this playlist when I got up early in the morning, when I was at the gym, when I was at home cleaning, um, doing the school run. I was just drawn to this playlist because it made me feel good. It brought back to life that, you know, sense of myself prior to children where I felt really free <laughs> um, and was very much in touch with fun. And what it made me realize is that, um, it was bringing me back in touch with what made me feel good versus what was the right thing to do or what was good. Um, and it brought me more into my body and less in my head. So I'm sure like many of you women who are um, a part of Kylie's audience and you're all probably very thoughtful and intelligent women, you probably spend too much time in your head. So I think it's a key thing when we are trying to get back in touch with fun to actually get out of our head, to get into our body, whether that be through music or dance or movement that isn't outcome focused, but we actually really need to get out of our head. I think that's a key ingredient for finding fun. Um, so yes, started listening to that. I also found, I, I kept asking myself the question of what feels good for me, not what is good, not what is the right thing to do, but just what feels good. And it felt really good to prioritize, prioritize time with friends, with our children, one-on-one -on -one time, and to steer the conversation in a way to actually towards lighter topics. Um, not about the deep and meaningful stuff so much, but um, yeah, the lighter topics, which again, just brings more fun back into life. I, I think for many of us as very thoughtful and intelligent women, particularly on a quest of personal development, we can really get stuck in the seriousness. And that's necessary in life and it's really helpful for growth and development but I also think it weighs us down and we also get weighed down in talking about our children or 
the hardships of our relationship or whatever else might be going on. And I think it's great for us to actually go looking for the lighter stuff in conversations um, and the fun, you know, well, tell me a funny memory from when you were 19, um, you know, just, yeah, steering towards the lighter stuff and conversation. So I started doing more of that. I actually stopped reading and listening to podcasts um, because again, that was keeping me really in my head and I found myself just feeling so much more lighter and I was able to be in the moment more. Reading and listening to podcasts is wonderful, um, but it was keeping me in my head way too much. And again, maybe that's happening for you. Um, the other thing I did and what I still continue to do when I'm thinking about fun is I think about what sounds like fun. If I didn't have any fear, what would I do? If I was younger, what would I do? Um, and that just helps to take away the kind of self-imposed limits we might have on ourselves as we're kind of at this stage in our life as women. So what came up for me was I was like, I want to surf. I've done that before. That feels really fun. I want to learn to dance. I did dance when I was very young, not so coordinated, but it was fun. Um, and I, I want to get better at mountain bike riding just for the pure fun of that. Um, and the attitude I took towards this and I encourage all women to do is, again, for it not to be focused on outcome or achievement when you're selecting an activity, but to think about just what's going to be enjoyable. It's doing it for the, the purpose of fun and enjoyment, not for completion and achievement. Um, and the other thing I've discovered about fun is that we actually need to let go of rules, rigidity, plans at times, all very helpful. But if we have such a close grip on them, we're losing access to opportunities um, where fun can come up where we never would have predicted it. So, you know, essentially what I'm saying there is to, um, yeah, drop the rules, drop the plans and be open to spontaneity because I do feel that spontaneity breeds fun. I think we can get too over-reliant on rules and rigidity. Um, where and when do I make fun happen? Um, fun happens daily for me. As soon as I wake up, I'm listening and dancing to music as I'm getting ready for the day. Um, I look for fun in the lightness of conversations with random strangers, with friends. Um, I try to engage a bit of spontaneity every day. Um, but yeah, music has definitely been a big one for me and, and finding the right kind of music for yourself. Um, and what was the last thing there? Why is it important to me? Fun, I'm convinced now it's, if not the core essence of being alive, but one of the essential core, core principles of being alive. Fun is just, it's, I, I'm just addicted to fun at the moment. Um, and yeah, like I said before, my relationship with fun, I was really, stuck in productivity, um, the seriousness of motherhood, perfectionism, being achievement focused, it took all the fun out of my life. And I predict that I'm not the only woman who's been in this space. Um, and I tend not to regret much in my life, um, but I regret not allowing myself to have fun over the past oh, however many years. You know, I have honestly been stuck in seriousness and, um, yeah, I feel that that just, it takes the fun out of life. Uh, and I do think that 
a big light bulb moment for me is that having fun as a priority. So I put that, that's my, my biggest intention for the year is to have fun. Making fun a priority means that my mood is more bolstered than it's ever been. So previously, I never put fun on the page. It just didn't even make it to the list. It was, you know, um, work and exercising and catching up with friends, all these kind of tasks, so to speak, but fun was never there. Um, But now making it as the absolute priority for myself, it affects every, every aspect of my life has been affected by that. And not least, which is my, my mood, I have say to those closest to me, I haven't felt this good since I was 19. And that was a long time ago. (laughs) And that's really just from, um, yeah, making fun a priority. And I know that there are so many of you women out there, um, that have, yeah, also just been, it, it hasn't been your choice, I suppose, but it's just been the side effect of um, being a modern woman, essentially, is that fun, fun disappears. And I really, I'm, I'm so passionate about this at the moment. And I'm so pleased that Kylie's doing an episode on this, because I think it's so essential for us as women to make fun a priority. And yeah, the, the biggest take home message I want to share is don't wait. Don't wait for, you know, life to change, for kids to get bigger, for something to happen, to have fun, because your life is right now and you've missed out. You've missed out on enough fun already. And we're all in different seasons and we're all so unique. So don't expect your version of fun to look like someone else's. And maybe your ideal version of fun you can't access right now because of certain life constraints, but it doesn't, you don't have to take an all or nothing approach of, I'm either living free and easy and having so much fun when all my kids are in school um, or I'm going to deprive myself of fun. You know, we don't need to engage that black and white thinking. I just want to encourage you to start to think about what did I used to do for fun? What makes me feel light and at ease? What brings me a rush of endorphins? What's funny? Um, And start to engage in just small aspects of that frequently kind of going for that minimal effective dose. And the wonderful thing about fun is it feels good. So once you start to do little snippets of fun, it kind of gets addictive. And then you're naturally looking for, oh, where can I have fun more now? I, you know, to to share one last little story is I for so long have been stuck in this space of only having kind of really deep and meaningful conversations with people which is, you know, very meaningful and and I do enjoy that. Um, But a part of me that I've accessed over the past four weeks, which is something I've probably kept kind of secret, is um, just having more lighthearted conversations with people, making inappropriate comments or innuendos, um, you know, swearing more, just more lightness in conversations, um, whether that be complete strangers or friends. And that's just been so huge to share that part of myself and access that part of myself. And I think when we're stuck in um, kind of this role of the modern woman, we tend to have, we've, we've let go of that true, true youthfulness of being lighthearted, really. So get back in touch with that part of you because she's there I know she's there and she is just bursting at the seams 
for you to access her and have fun. And yeah, I just want you all to remember that fun is absolutely, absolutely essential to living a well-lived life. If not, it's the, the most important thing, I'm convinced. Um, and it's essential to our well-being as well. So that's it from me. And um, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed what I've shared there and enjoy listening to the other women as well. My name is Lauren White. I'm a secret keeper and confidant to women, a qualified counsellor and sexologist, madam of a secret society and author of Permission. I want all women to be able to see, trust and love all the parts of themselves, especially the unseen. Kylie invited me onto the podcast today to talk about fun and I love this topic because as I get older, I've recognized where there is an absence of fun. At some point when I was juggling motherhood, postpartum depression and running my own business, I really, really lost touch with fun. I lost touch with the essence of lighthearted joy and being spontaneous and just started to take everything incredibly seriously. Now that a number of years have passed and I have feel like I've fully stepped into myself, I can say with so much assurance that fun is such a natural extension of who I am now and my personality. And I'm always, I've always kind of got my spidey senses out for, is there an opportunity to make something more fun? Is there an opportunity to make something more pleasurable than it already is? And some of the ways that I've been accessing fun lately is through my body. And when Kylie asked me to speak about this topic, I thought, oh, I didn't realize I felt that way. I didn't realize that I perceived fun as something that you do through the body. And since I've been pondering all of this, I know that that's not entirely true. I know that you can have fun purely through your mind with mind games. It's just that when you do something through your body that you perceive to be fun, it's like the movement of your body matches the sensation of fun in your body. That's been my experience anyway. When I hear the word fun, I hear elevated, I hear joy, I hear heart is racing, I hear you might sweat a little bit, you have a big goofy smile on your face, you're You've got this feeling of like carelessness and this ultimate youthfulness going on. And some of the ways that I've been tapping into fun lately is by starting new things. And even though that comes with challenges, as I'll go on to explain, I think that there's something about being able to step back and see seeing challenges as fun. And what I know about flow states is that there needs to be a gentle challenge in order for us to go into flow. If something's too easy, then we check out. So fun things will challenge you and they challenge me. And I've been tapping into fun by doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It is so out of my kind of repertoire and comfort zone. I had a friend say, I don't really see you doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu, 
But guess what? I'm doing it and I'm loving it. It makes me sweat. It gets me excited. I have a smile on my face. I laugh. I make mistakes. I correct them. I try again. And when I strike upon a movement that I haven't been able to do and I can suddenly do it with a lot more flow, I feel like I am just on top of the world, in my body, in the experience, totally present and really enjoying myself. So that's been one of my biggest learnings lately is to go out there to try something new. I think doing something in a group gives you a higher probability of experiencing fun because you bounce, your energy bounces off the other people in the space or in the virtual room. Another thing that's also going to be very fun for me is I'm organizing a soiree for my secret society members and I've just allowed my fantasy world to take the reins with this one. I was holding back and holding back and then I just went, wait, why don't you get out there and do this thing? It's going to be fucking fun. It's going to be so much fun. And Every member signed up in 12, two hours, sorry, to come to the soiree and it's going to be a masquerade party and I'm going to have little surprises for them and it just feels lush and fun and frivolous and not something that you typically do on you know, a stock standard Friday night. So I'm actually consciously creating more fun in my life, more enlightenment, more entertainment, more sensory experiences. Because the last year has shown that when there's a deficit of that, I don't feel like I'm living to my highest good. I don't feel like I'm fully engaged with life. I need more sensory input than I ever thought I did need. And that I'm I'm creating that I'm calling it in and I'm asking other people hey will you come along with me for this thing do you want to have some fun and you know what people that are on the same energetic level of you are gonna say yes and if people say no don't be deterred go out and do the thing that feels fun and you never know One day they might catch up with you when they start to cotton on to, hey, it's actually a really good thing for the spirit to have fun, especially in challenging times when it feels like the last thing that we should do. I hope this helps invite way more fun into your life and have fun with fun. Hello, it's Michelle Broadbent and I am so happy that Kylie has asked me to have a chat about my thoughts and feelings around the concept of fun. Fun is one of my highest values. I have always been the type of person that will go for the fun option. Um, I always look for an opportunity to have fun, whether it be with my friends, with my children, with the women that I work with and most importantly with myself. Uh, This has not always served me well. I have loads and loads of stories of times in my life where I've gone for the fun option and it has got me and the people that I'm with into all sorts of trouble. But as Kylie often talks about her philosophy of going for the story and my God has, yeah, seeking out fun 
led to a lot of funny stories that um, I have stored in the archives of my life. Um, But I guess the thing that I wanted to talk about specifically was um, getting in touch with what fun is to you. Because uh, like Kylie, um, I went through a marriage breakdown a few years ago. And something that came out of that was uh, the realization after being in, you know, sort of firefighting mode for such a long time and trying to, um, you know, keep my marriage together. And then when I couldn't, it was looking after my kids and kind of putting everyone ahead of myself. The realization that I came to was that I had actually forgotten what made me happy and what I did for fun. And I think when you're in the throes of that kind of a situation, you can you can bury those feelings down. Um, but then when I had time and, and that time actually came in the way of when my girls were spending time with their dad and I was left to my own devices and I found myself literally roaming around shopping centres and parks and places like that, like just like a bit of a vagrant really because I had absolutely no idea what to do with myself. I was that out of tune with myself that I had forgotten what it was like to have fun. So I think it was actually on a podcast, uh, on Gretchen Rubin's podcast, um, The Happiness, The Happier Podcast. Um, She's a great author um, and she has an awesome podcast if you haven't listened to it um, after you finish listening to this one, of course. Um, But she talked about um, if you are um, not sure what, like if you're trying to figure out the thing that makes you happy, think about what you loved doing for fun as a kid. And that was a real kind of light bulb moment to me because I did think back to, okay, when I was a kid, what did I love doing? And I loved dancing. Um, It was like the highlight of my week and it was something that I also did at school. And I think it's actually why I loved high school so much because I got to dance and perform with my friends. Um, so I sought out a, um, a dance class, a local dance class. It's actually at a gym, not too far from my house. Um, so it's kind of, I guess you'd call it like aerobic dancing. It's called Just Dance. And it is so much fun. It is actually like has been one of the highlights of my week over the last few years. Um, so doing these classes, it, it not only makes me feel good, but what it did was it helped me connect back into that sense of fun uh, that I had kind of suppressed, I guess, um, while I was going through all the horribleness of a marriage breakdown. Um, And it enabled me, yeah, to just really tap into fun, carefree Michelle again. Um, It also enabled me to connect with my feminine energy and just feel really free and unhibited and good about myself again after feeling 
pretty shitty about myself for a long time. Um, so I would always and still do whenever I, I do the class, I always have the biggest smile on my face and I literally dance like no one's watching. I don't know anyone in the class. Um, the lights, they kind of have like disco lights. So, you know, it's not all lit up like a football stadium. Um, the music's really cheesy. The instructions, the instructors are awesome. And, um, I think it, it's just, it just makes me feel really, really good. I do at least one class a week and I have been for, oh God, it's probably been three and a half years now. Um, it's, and it's just a thing that I do purely for me. Um, and I think the other benefit too is that the choreography is often so tricky that I have to really concentrate. So my mind is emptied of anything else that I may have been thinking about before I went into the studio um, and I just focus on that for the entire hour. Uh, I would I would say that it is one of the most critical things that I do for my own self-care. So um, I would say that if you are listening to this and struggling to tap into what fun looks like for you, then maybe try thinking about what you found to be fun as a kid. Um, And just remember, what's fun for me might not be fun for you. But the most important thing is that we all find space for some fun in our lives. Hello, I'm Tabitha Fennell. Thank you for having me on, Kylie. And I'm an acupuncturist and coach here on the Gold Coast down at Studio Chi. Um, Myself and my husband have been practicing for about 20-something years. And we have three delicious boys, uh, ages 9, 16 and 18. And I am a perimenopausal woman. And it's been an interesting journey and thank goodness I've had acupuncture on my side. So, but today we're going to talk about fun. And I love this subject because in the clinic I um, have a lot of different sorts of women and men coming in. And as an acupuncturist, I feel for your pulses. And these pulses, it's a diagnostic tool, it will actually tell me if there's a deficiency in an organ or if there's a fullness in the organ. And if there is a deficiency, usually the emotion of that organ is missing. Um, And of course, for fun, it's the heart. And if your heart pulse is down a little bit, I'll be thinking, okay, when's the last time this person had some fun and joy in their life? And I'll ask that question and you can see their faces. It'll be like, oh, well, well, I don't, I'm so busy. I've got kids and um, career and yeah, look, oh, fun, joy. Yeah. Or they'll just look at me blankly and say, yeah, nothing. So it's really epidemic. It's out there. We all suffer from it. And I myself have suffered from it. And It's a continual, how do you bring joy back into your life? How do you bring fun? What is it? What is, and I ask my clients, what is the essence of fun to you? Because let's face it, it's different for everybody. My fun now at 50 is certainly not the fun of when I was 25, you know? It's just changed. But I think that's an important key too. Make sure it's the fun that is you now. And so to find the essence of fun 
How do you do that? You've got to drop into your body. You've got to see how your body, this is what I do. I feel what my body is doing when I'm with people, when I'm in my workplace, when I'm with my children or my girlfriends, my husband. And if I'm feeling kind of flatline and a bit bored, I know there's not much fun there. So then I take it upon myself to go, okay, how am I going to bring some fun into this relationship? And what you can do is, you know, if you've got a role model that you know that this person is full of fun and joy, how do they do it? What do they do? What do they look like? How can you embody that and take on that energies to inspire you to have that joy and fun in your life? And it's a tricky thing because we do get busy. And, you know, I say to all my clients, if it's if you're having trouble finding that fun in your life, get a class that makes you feel full and fun and energetic, you know, and for me, that's pottery. But for you, it could be dancing, it could be painting, it could be anything. But if it's a regular thing throughout your week, then you can start to build up that feeling of joy and happiness and fun in your life. And sometimes we need that. We need that to actually remember fun because sometimes it just with life it gets drowned out of us it's dull it's we just get into a pattern of not having fun and not knowing how to get fun back into our life so starting some type of course that'll keep you in that you know once a week or when however often it is that reminds you of fun that's a great way that's what I have done throughout all my rearing of children. I've had pottery on my side. I've had dancing. I've had yoga. I've had um, painting, drawing, you name it, um, tantra. Um, There's lots of things that I've drawn from to infuse fun back into my heart. And it's a really important thing to do because if we haven't got fun in life, you know, you can feel it like I'm, I'm having fun now and I can feel it in my heart. My voice is up. There's an excitement there. There's a, I can really feel this beautiful fullness in my chest. So it's important to make sure that you can anchor into what fun feels like in your body. And when you feel that and when you don't feel that, there'll be an emptiness. Like for me, if I don't feel that fullness there, there's kind of, I feel my my chest caving in a little bit and there's a concave, there's a sort of a down feeling in my body, um, there's a flatness, oh, I feel heavy, I don't feel motivated, you know, I'm standing here now thinking, oh, I, this feeling is horrible. But then if I start to lift my posture up and breathe and think of, you know, I just have to think of hanging out with some cool girlfriends and having great conversations and laughter and the joy that comes with that. Um, Then my whole body posture changes and I can feel that joy in my body. And if that's still not working, if you're still just like, okay, you know, Tabitha, I've done all that. I still can't really feel the, the fun in my body. I say, go back before puberty And anchor into that little girl or that little boy who used to know how to find fun. And let's face it, don't all our children or your grandchildren or your nieces and nephews or your next door neighbours, kids, you always hear them laughing. You always, kids rarely do things that are not fun. And if it's not fun, they have tantrums or they just don't do it. (laughs) So 
anchor back into that little girl, that little boy and go, what did I love to do? And for me, that's been a big key. You know, as a child, I used to love, we had a farm. I used to love being out with my horse, with my dog. We'd be exploring down in the rainforest. I'd be laying on my back, looking up at this, the clouds going past. There was never a time in my life where I couldn't tap into fun as a kid. I was climbing trees. I was using my body. So I know for me that to use my body um, brings me fun. And that's laughter, just laughing. You know, it's such a beautiful energetic thing to bring that fun into your life. So go back, have a little look at that little girl and boy. Remember what fun did for you back then. And I think it's important in relationships, because I do a lot of coaching there, is that you can't depend on your partner to always bring the fun to you or to make your life fun. You actually have to be, and I've learned this through my relationship, that when I can feel us flatlining a little bit with, you know, things are just getting a little bit monotonous and and boring and dull, it's like, okay, I can feel that. So I'm going to pick that up and I'm going to bring the fun into the relationship. And whether that's going out to dinner or the movies or taking a walk in nature with your lover, well, then do it. Don't be shy to bring that fun into your relationship. Don't wait for the other person to bring that fun into a relationship. And that's with all your relationships. If you're feeling bored and dull with your girlfriends or your boyfriends or your work colleagues or your kids even, bring that fun in and watch it change. Watch it ripple through the family dynamics. And, yeah, don't forget your fun. Um, It's it's really important and at times it's hard to find but it is there and it's only seconds away if you make the choice to bring fun into your life and if you're learning to bring it back into your life then be gentle with yourself but also you know have a little talk to yourself and go okay girl I'm going to bring some fun into this what is it that I really love to do what brings me joy and go with that Have a great day. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.